Together, growing in faith, changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I'd like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 57 to verse 18. Now the time came for Elizabeth to be delivered, and she gave birth to a son. And the neighbors and kinsfolk heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child. And they would have named him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said, no, not that name. He shall be called John. And they said to her, none of your kindred is called by that name. And they made signs to his father inquiring what he would have him called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And they all marveled, and immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue loosened, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he was in the wilderness till the days of his manifestation to Israel. It's a beautiful story. It's a story of God's favor. It's a story of God's faithfulness. It's a story of an old woman who's been battered by life. I like how verse 57 tells it. Now the time came for Elizabeth to be delivered. She gave birth to a son. You could play with that phrase. The time came for her to be delivered. Delivered from what? From shame? From name-calling? She was known as a barren woman. She had no children. Now, that is quite broad. She had no children. Is it because she suffered miscarriages? Is it because she gave birth to stillborns? Or her children were alive but died at a younger age? Imagine that pain. And thousands and thousands of our people experience that on a daily basis. They suffer miscarriage. And they can hardly do anything about it. Can you imagine the pain that a mother feels as she bleeds knowingly 
I'm losing my baby, but there's nothing I can do. Can you imagine the anguish of a mother who gives birth to a stillborn? Can you imagine the pain of a couple who lose a baby? Either through miscarriage, stillborn, or those who are born, but they, they don't make it out of hospital alive. Can you imagine the pain? And so when, when, when the author says in verse 57, the time for her to be delivered, that word is pregnant with meaning. Because now she has a son. Now she has given birth. She's no longer barren. What is an opposite of barren is fruitfulness. Barrenness, the opposite of it is fruitfulness. And where do we find the word be fruitful for the first time in the scriptures in Genesis chapter 1? When the Lord bless Adam and Eve. He says be fruitful. Multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. The first blessing ever that God ever gave to human beings. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Be fertile, multiply, fill the earth, be fruitful. And so, for me, the story, the line is beautiful. The Lord will bring back what you've lost. But then there's another thing that also touches me in this story. The king's folk and, and the neighbors are excited. They acknowledge the workings of God. They rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, when the child was circumcised, whether they intervene or they jump in, uninvited, but we find them there. And they say to Elizabeth, well, this child's name will be Zechariah. He will be named after your husband. And she says, no. His name is John. And they all say, but nobody in your family, nobody in our family has ever heard this name. And that's the story of our lives. That is the story of our lives. Some people expect you to be like them and they want you to align your thinking your behavior to be like theirs so the moment you do things outside of the parameters they've set out for you there's something wrong with you 
The moment you do things differently from what is expected, something is wrong with you. The church can be like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by Pope Benedict. When he resigned, one of the words he said in his statement was, this church is not mine. This church is not ours. But this church belongs to God. And I'm convinced that the Holy Spirit has been guiding this church from its inception. Now, Pope Benedict was an intelligent man, was a holy man. But he also knew that this church belonged to God. That the Holy Spirit is guiding the church. And, and we know this from different epochs of history, how the church has navigated through thick, dark ages. But the Holy Spirit has always guided the church. We know it in our own lives. We know how God has always been faithful. I mean, I'm amazed at what God has done in my life. I'm amazed at how God has been patient with me. And so, when, when Elizabeth refuses, this child is not going to be like any other child. This child is going to start something new. This child is going to be different. And that's okay. You and I can still be different. And that's okay. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.